This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail Cheaters. Happy New Year. Welcome to the LA's Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I usually associate this post-festive fixture time with some rest, reflection. Mm-hmm. It's been a very busy FPL moment. Now we're right back into it with this blank and double back-to-back yeah. in 18 and 19. There yeah. is no rest for the <laughs> fantasy wicket, as it were. No. Uh, yeah. Apologies to uh, a longtime, longtime friend of the podcast, uh, Tom Campbell. Uh, he loves this podcast we've done for years and years, which is the first the first January pod we do is a team by team assessment of uh, yeah. where every team stands. Uh, and we just can't do that this year because there's too much stuff to talk about. We've got uh, Game Week 18 kicking off next Tuesday. And then, yeah. Brandon, to make things even more fun, Game Week 19 kicks off like three days later uh we have two crazy and one of them is a blank game week which means there are i think now six total fixtures uh one of them is a double game week so there's like i don't know what like 15 or something like that and a few things have changed since last we podcasted the burnley manchester united match was confirmed for blank 18 as in that they will play in 18 and the villa city fixture city villa i should say was moved into the double for 19 which makes my decision to sell both kdb and Grealish a few (laughs) weeks ago that much more sound (laughs) yeah i mean the kdb one is just the classic everyone drops them and then uh he misses a match, you know, which makes it even more droppable. And then suddenly they get a double uh, and, yeah. and quite, and quite a, a good after, one. After, after yeah. lighting Chelsea up uh, like <laughs> after, a Christmas trip. It was a false nine. That was yeah. the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the point is there's there's a lot going on. Obviously, now, I mean, you're, Brandon Fulham, your club, have something like nine <laughs> double game weeks coming up now. It's sure. Be yeah, they haven't played since November by last, yeah. last count. Um, yeah, their their position behind Brighton looks better every day. <laughs> so they're, I mean, it's going to be amazing too because they're going to have like four double game weeks, and uh, we're all going to get Lookman, 
and he is going to blank in every yeah. single one of them. It's going to be eight blanks and eight matches. Yeah. It's going to yeah. kill all of us to have him in, in our in Martinez spots. to Ariola. Do you have the guts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that'll be the like kind of thing where it's like the one, the player in one game week will get more than the Fulham player in the quintuple game week will get. It's <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just really strange. You know, I mean. Obviously, there is a little bit of risk about what's, you know, I don't want to go on all the COVID stuff. We talked about that a lot in last week's podcast, but, um, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. You know, before we recorded that, we, um, you know, there were actually two matches that had been canceled since we recorded the last pod, the Fulham Spurs match, which we thought was going to get canceled. And we yeah. potted with that assumption in mind. Uh, and then, you know, unfortunately, the Fulham Burnley match uh, got canceled as well, um, which was a little very mixed messages from Scott Parker last Friday. It was. Uh, I don't know if we're going to play, but we're traveling up there tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. It was impossible. <laughs> we're going to take this virus yeah. with us, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I had two Burnley players on my team. And granted, one of them was injured, Charlie Taylor. But yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do now. You know, it's like, I don't think, I don't know if we're going to play, but also we're traveling tomorrow. I mean, you hear that and you think, okay, it's probably going to happen. You know, it was a very, very confusing mm-hmm. uh, state of things. And so, you know, again, not going to go into it for too long in this pod. But it's just a reminder, this is a weird year. As you as you were just saying, Brent, why don't you tell your story about, about watching the um, the Man City-Chelsea game today? Because it, it's sort of uh, the fantasy experience in a nutshell right now. Well, yeah. So I had James Justin, first fixture of the morning, and then Ruben Diaz in the second fixture. And I'll tell you, <laughs> there is nothing worse uh, for a fantasy manager than the only players that you have in a day are defenders right. to be on clean sheet watch for the entire day um mm-hmm. is awful so the <laughs> unless Justin, you've got remain safe and you know you're going to get a goal at some point it's really well tough. yeah that, that that is a heck of a, a heck of a lot of fun so i suffer through the lester match and i you just had a feeling that andy carroll was gonna do something and also the rule this is We've talked in seasons past about the rule of if it's a player's birthday, then they are going to score a goal. Well, the rule for this season is not that. The rule is if a manager in the 80th minute shores up the defense by bringing on another center back, you know that team <laughs> is going to concede in the final five <laughs> minutes of the match. Yeah. So um, Sayunju comes on and James Justin uh, gets a yellow card to set up the free kick in which Andy Carroll scores with his Justin. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Justin goes, uh, um, from, you know, full bonus to one, one point, you know, it, it, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So yeah. then I sit down f- to watch my Ruben Diaz clean sheet. And I, I'm, yeah. I want a, a nil nil because I've got right. Edward Mendy. I'm not really expecting yeah. Mendy. To it's do a partic- it's a particular kind of, Lost clean sheet the Diaz one because you know going to that match with Chelsea away, surely you know surely there's a chance you're not going to hold the clean sheet and totally. so you're, you're sort of you've, you've girded yourself. Yeah, you know, I put I put that one down as a two one <laughs> City victory every yeah. day. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really didn't know what to expect, but uh, not having any City attacking assets and the goals start raining in and I just say I can't. I cannot watch this. I can't watch this. (laughs) And I get up, I go and I wash the dishes for five minutes. And then I think, 
I have nothing else to do. I can't leave the house. I can't go see my friends. There is a pandemic all around me. And it's also, it was hailing this morning when I got up in, yeah. in Brooklyn. Couldn't go so, yeah, you know, I sat my ass back down on the couch and yep. suffered through the rest of that, um, <laughs> that uh, city Chelsea match to be yeah. rewarded by uh, that, that uh, second clean sheet wipeout. So yeah. my God, what a time it is to manage. <laughs> it's really, it's just a weird season. We're all, you know, like, like it's, 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 you know, it's frustrating and it's the only game in town. Uh, so let's, you know, we're just going to have to keep watching, uh, as, as penance or something. Um, you know, I, uh, so, but you know, it's funny cause we're, we're starting on like a slightly negative note, but you're actually having, uh, quite a good game week in general, right? You're on 73 points with, uh, with most solid to go. So, um, yeah. almost a guaranteed, you know, green arrow on the game week. Yeah, and it looks like it'll be eight green arrows from the last nine weeks. So I continue that that slow climb uh, where I want to be. Started off really soundly in in the the first fixture yeah. with Suchek in my midfield. I was, apparently was the only person on planet Earth who started Suchek and Sufal. <laughs> yeah. um, that was kind of a needs must for me. I didn't. I don't really have a lot of bench depth, but I. Uh, and, and Suchek is, is my, my fourth midfielder. So there, there he is. So I started off really strongly and I captained Kane and I've talked to you a little bit about this, Josh, where it seems like every differential that I feel like I pick up Mm -hmm. somehow they get canceled out in the game week. So I feel like I nailed a good differential with Kane over Sun. And Son ends up, you know, beating yeah. Kane he by had one both. point. So you know, I did have both. Yeah, yeah this. Yeah. The intention is not sour grapes here, but um, it. I mean, it's it's clinical therapy thinking of why <laughs> why must only my players do <laughs> right. something and every right. single other player in the Premier League must do yeah. nothing. Um, totally. uh, it, it's, it's the, like, it's again, uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit before the pod our, our like pre pod discussion, but it, it really, uh, so much of, uh, what, what makes the season a little, uh, why it's like, you know, why it can drive us a little crazy at times is, you know, if you have five matches on in the, in this Saturday, you know, what for us is the 10 AM window, um, you know, 3 PM in the UK, you know, if you have five or six matches on at a time, you sort of expect a blend, you know, you, you take yeah. the good, you take the bad. You take it all, and then you have the facts. Of you life. take them both you know? from there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that a, I can remember exactly words there. Yeah. So you you get a little. <laughs> we bit totally of good... need to get Natalie on the pod, by the way. <laughs> so you get a little bit of good. You get a little bit of bad. You know, lost clean sheets. Yeah. Like we all know that happens. That happens. Yeah. We've all yeah. seen you know clean sheets lost in the death. We've all seen. I mean, that Suchek goal came at the 85th minute or something, right? I mean, we've all seen yeah. you know these these late moments, and when they're all packaged together, and you kind of like look at your team you're like well, all right great i got 52 points or whatever you know what i mean and it's like i had some good things happen and some bad things happen but yeah. when there's when it's drawn out the like drip 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 of yeah. just like watching a clean sheet get lost <laughs> like that is not it, yeah. you know, that is a harder thing to get used to it takes it's basically adjustment. like everything you see is something being taken away from you <laughs> nothing you see it's, is something that's being given to you right it's like you really have to like change your brain a little bit uh to be yeah. to be more positive so right. um yeah so i yeah. think i'm gonna maintain this green arrow i am right <laughs> on the precipice precipice of getting a six digit rank i'm right around one million yeah. so what i'm looking for in this liverpool southampton match is nothing from the fullbacks because mm-hmm. I don't have any Liverpool defenders right. and Salah to be the only present individual in this match. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think you'd probably want, and I know, I mean, just even for my squad, if uh, McCarthy losing that clean sheet would be, would be useful, I think too. I think he's, his ownership is. Yeah, he's, he's actually enough. flagged going into the match. I don't know how serious a doubt he is going into really? tomorrow. Yeah. Let's see. I'm pulling up Dinnery's site, which has McCarthy listed, listed as a coronavirus. Uh, wow. So I'm not sure how far into his quarantine he is, if we'll see him or not. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, I um, I actually have Fraser Forrester. Forrester. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I still would have started Martinez, but that's that that has implications for the double game week, I suppose, depending on how yeah. long um, McCarthy's out for. So, yeah. um, wow, I had not seen that. Well, there you go. Breaking news to me. On, on this podcast so we'll see yeah so we'll see what happens tomorrow i mean i guess if, he, if he's got cover there's no chance he's gonna play right i i can't well yeah i can't imagine or if he was exposed to somebody who right, did we, yeah right. yeah precisely and you christmas, christmas at um heisenhudel's house perhaps oh, that'll be that sounds like a like the worst dickens novel you ever you know, read christmas it sounds, at heisenhudel's. It sounds like like a an american like um an american movie that was adapted from the german Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Christmas at Ron's Christmas, you know, origi- Christmas origi- with the cranks. <laughs> yeah. It was originally Christmas at Heisenhoodles and yeah. uh, the original uh, German. OK, so as everything went terribly for me today, everything went exactly as you would want it yeah. to go. Right, yeah, Josh? It's true. Um, there, it, it cannot be denied. Um, yeah. Losing the I mean, if you're asking me what I wanted to happen today, it would have been for KDB to go off. No one from Chelsea to do well. Uh, Justin to lose his clean sheet, Callum Wilson to do nothing. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like you couldn't have scripted it. I mean, um, I don't mean to, like, it just was, you know, there's no, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm on, uh, KDB got 13 points. Um, I'm on 65 points for the game week and I've got Trent Alexander Arnold's and, uh, Salah to go tomorrow. Uh, it looks like I'm around 66 K. So, uh, that's pretty exciting. That's the highest rank I've had all season. Um, nice. and if Trent were to go off tomorrow, then I think there'd be a reasonable chance of, of um getting into that top maybe around 50k you know that'd be the hope i guess yeah, uh yeah. kind of depends you know Salah's in that weird you know position where he's actually got quite a lot of people who captain him this week so um any Salah return could actually hurt um mm-hmm. a little bit but i think uh if trent were able to um even get a clean sheet i think that would be um would be big so yeah we'll see um you know so yeah i'm, I'm feeling pretty um i i captained uh son which um that worked out well. I mean, just by, by the grace of a um, a ball one inch across the line, you know, by I know, I wonder, For a moment, you think maybe are they going to give that to Dyer because Dyer comes along yeah, um, sort of fast. harvesting for, for goals and, and yeah. puts it truly across the line. But did you convince did you I, I, I um, thought that Kane was that Toby was Kane on that initial header? You know, it's, a, it's sort of that. Maybe my, my TV just isn't large enough or something, but I, I just saw somebody, <laughs> uh-huh. I saw somebody had it, some big white guy, you know, and I was sure. like, well, that's surely that's Kane. Uh, when you own, yeah. when you own Kane in that moment, you are very zeroed in on the differences in haircuts <laughs> <Right>. and boot <laughs> color and everything. So fair enough. Yeah. So I immediately understood that to be Toby within seconds, within milliseconds. Yeah. You've got Kane, Kane and Toby. Uh, the big one for me is um, is uh, Kevin De Bruyne and um, Zinchenko. I yeah. find it very hard. I don't know why, because Kevin De Bruyne is like a foot taller than Zinchenko. It's but the haircut. 
Yeah, is it the hair? Yeah, just similar haircuts. And Kevin and Brian, I was thinking about him in the match. Yeah, Eleven so and seventeen today. are their numbers as well, and they're very similar right. looking numbers That's on true. the back of your kit. Yeah. yeah, similar numbers on the back of the kit often occupy a similar position on the left, you know, on the pitch as well. And uh, yeah, so um, and yeah, the Rafinha um, Rodrigo thing, I don't really get that one. To me, they don't actually look very similar at all. So I'm, I, you know, I don't know, um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, with those ones apparently those two are widely confused as well so uh it's like getting cooper and dallas uh mixed up there are a lot of (laughs) a lot of doppelgangers out there this season yeah there really are uh yeah so let us know if we if we missed one uh let us know so we are we are basically through the festive fixtures we've got the liverpool match tomorrow um we are we've got a week's break too which is kind of nice i think it's good for everybody let's let's take a let's take a week and uh uh next weekend brandon maybe you'll you'll finally uh walk out your door, you know, mm, walk down great. to, uh, yeah, walk down <laughs> buy yourself a, a New York times newspaper, you know, just something <laughs> flip a quarter to the, uh, to the guy behind the counter yeah, and exactly. say uh, today's yeah. paper, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you maybe bring a saw buck with you and buy uh, some groceries for the, mm, for the family some hard candy and some, and some hard and some Werther's originals. So, uh, festive fixture recap though, just, I, I don't want to go through all the game weeks or anything like that, but just, um, you know, what, what are some takeaways? Like now that we're, now that we're, you know, into January, we're in the other side, we've gone through just an absolute boatload of matches um, over the last couple of weeks, a lot of other stuff happening as well. Um, Big picture. How are you feeling about this premier league season? You know, maybe just start there and then we'll drill down into the fantasy stuff. Uh, Maybe we'll start with the most miserable point of view, but over the course of all the game weeks, the level, the quality of football that we watched was widely varied, mm-hmm. often quite dour, often quite depressed, in my <laughs> opinion. My, so my, my, my takeaway is that this is the, the festive period has confirmed that this is what I think we will expect for the remainder of the season, hmm. assuming there are no fans in the stands for the rest of the season. I think we're going to see a lot of teams come out yeah, seeming like they're lacking motivation or they're lacking some sort of impetus. And yeah. these the, the results are going to continue to be really difficult to predict. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I mean, I think if there were, you know, to put a positive spin on that, um, I think if there's one thing, I was really feeling that way when I was looking at my midfield today. Um, I really think that what really seems like a working, like a strong approach is to go with an an imbalanced squad. I think that the imbalanced squad approach is really, is really where you want to be. Um, really loading up on those, on those heavy hitters, no more than one premium defender. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know, you know, Man City, maybe, the premium defender, maybe Diaz, right? I'm not, you know, or maybe, I don't know. I mean, like, it just, it just seems like the one, the one constant that we're seeing right now is those players that cost more than 10 million are consistently delivering massive returns. And I, I, you know, I don't know how much you, you can chalk that up to fans not being in the stands. I think it has to be a factor, right? I think because, that's a good distinction yeah. that you make though, with the defenders, and what I'm saying about the unpredictability that bleeds into fantasy. So I think that that's right. Where we've settled on our FPL squads is we can really carry only one premium defender. Is it Diaz or is it Rabo? Is it Diaz? Is it Trent? Is it Cancelo? Is it Trent? The problem is they're both good options. One week is going to be an up week for the Liverpool defensive carrier. And the next week is going to be an up week for 
the city defensive carrier. So it's just the season is such a test of mentality for FPL managers of how 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 can you just like mentally grasp that this is a bit of an off week here, but I trust yeah. in the team that I have. I cannot chase these points. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I, so right now I've got Sala, De Bruyne, Fernandez and son across the middle and it, it, it's really working, you know, and it's sort of it, like they're doing so well um, on and off. I mean, obviously like, you know, son had a couple of blanks and they're not all going to return every week, obviously, you know, but like they're consistently enough that it sort of just hides any other issues. I mean, all three of my forwards this week blanked. Right. And it still didn't impact my, the green arrow uh, because I had those, I had those highly owned players that are, are consistently delivering double digit returns, you know, and that just sort of, that's your like sword and shield or something this season, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like you, you need them because they're it's so a, It's owned. basically an exoskeleton from alien at that point. Yeah. I mean, what we've always, you know, what, what, what has often been preached is this idea that you want to have a balanced squad, right? That you want um, a little bit of a little money here, a little money there, put some, you know, it's like, and I think in general that has been that for the last 10 years, I think that has more or less been true, you know, with some exceptions and double game weeks, screw things up and all that stuff. Right. But like, you know, with some exceptions, like you don't really want to have a team that's full of these like massive expensive players and then a bunch of other junk. Um, but, you know, I think certain things have actually helped. I think one is that um, leads have really helped because they are just full of cheap players that are, really delivering consistent returns, right? I mean, Bamford and Dallas alone are just like cheap players that you can basically start every week. I mean, I know Dallas got um, a one point return this week, but, um, you know, before that it was seven, five, six, and 12, right? Those are, you know, including a, you know, match um, away to Man United in there, right? I mean, so if, if you're getting that from a 4.5 million defender, that means you just start them every week. Right. And just hope that he can, you know, that they can get an attacking return for you on the matches mm-hmm. where they can't um, deliver them. You know, he's gotten six clean sheets as well. So it's not like a complete disaster defensively. And so um, I do think that the, like it's like the right cocktail this season for an imbalanced <laughs> team, you know, mm-hmm. and Sufal is probably in that category, too. Right. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that I don't know. I mean, he's got three assists, four clean sheets in the season, but. Um, I feel pretty safe trusting him in most matches as well. Well, yeah, the the story there is we are we're we're spoiled for four point five defenders this season. Yeah. yeah, and the only question, and and going back to the single premium defender in your team conversation, it's kind of like you only need one premium, and the 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 Liverpool fullback or the City defender is going to be a little more consistent, offer a little more explosivity, but. You're just not going to, for all the talk that we might have about Kieran Tierney uh, upcoming in this episode, I just don't think, I think there are other cheaper defenders offering exactly the same thing as him. Yeah, I think so too, although he did look amazing in that. I mean, he No doubt about looked, it. The be- yeah. <laughs> like the best. Eze, <laughs> no left back has ever looked as good, right? <laughs> yeah. Eze's goal um, was flattered by Sheffield United trying to win some sort of walking competition. Right. Um, but as far as individual goals this weekend, Kieran Tierney like blew the roof off. That was amazing. It really it like it wins a it was like wins a foot race. You know, it was like a Gareth Bale style goal. You know, where it was uh-huh. like it was yeah. just like I'm going to beat you with pace, and then I'm going to like just do you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was really it was really impressive. 
Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're going to talk about game week 18 in, in just a second here, but, um, I think the other, you know, the other thing is just, um, you know, the COVID stuff, which is, you know, not really, I mean, you know, I, it's impact on fantasy. I think is just that, um, you just want to wait until like the last minute to make your transfers. Right. And just, and just like, even this week, I mean, I'm planning to free hit in game week 18, but I am not going to. I'm not, you know, there's actually a question from, from, uh, Mikey, you wanted to ask about, you know, whether, um, holding a chip or two is worth considering with COVID cases on the rise. You know, I, I think, I think it probably is. Um, yeah. and I also think that, um, because I think that hopefully, I mean, if, if vaccine distribution starts to pick up pace, right. I mean, I'm not a epidemiologist or nor to work in government or whatever, but like, I do think that like, you know, that is going to eventually pick up pace. And, um, I think that like what the premier league looks like in April or whatever, you know, or mm-hmm. like late March when, mm-hmm. when we get another spade of double game weeks, I think it really could look a, a lot different and, and maybe a little more safe. Um, we yeah. always knew that the, the, the winter was going to be, you know, kind of the hardest moment. So, um, I am still planning to free hit in 18, uh, just because I really kind of have to, the way my team is shaped up. If I had any even like lingering doubts, Basuma getting suspended was like the final <laughs> one where I was like, okay, great. I can't even feel anybody. You know, yeah, I know you're between yeah. a rock and a hard place when a Basuma suspension, um, yeah, triggers it's, a chip for you. Exactly. It was, that, that was the, it was the final straw if I was even on the fence. But I, you know, in my case, I am not going to hit that free hit chip button until, um, uh, you know, I don't know, like the day of the the mm-hmm. day of the transfer deadline or whatever. Right? What is yeah. it? I guess it'll be like Tuesday at one o'clock or something, right? I don't know exactly when that. I don't have it like pulled up right now. But I think, so, how are you going to do your tinkering in the meantime? You're just going to just tinker on yeah. the desk, desktop sites. And... I th- yeah, I don't really like to make transfers on the app anyway. I don't trust uh-huh. it. I don't know why. It's like I don't know, <laughs> old, old man or something. But I don't uh-huh. like the way they do it. It's like it's a do little... Do you still mail yeah. in your transfer requests? Is that <laughs> I what do. you do? Yeah, I do Western Union my transfers uh-huh. to Premier League headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, but, I'm yeah, with you. I, I think yeah. if we learned anything about the FPL site last season when there was the you know months-long suspension of the game is that the FPL site can't really handle a lot of um, instability. So yeah. if you were to trigger your free hit now ahead mm-hmm. of, you know, a, more than a week ahead of the game week deadline and God forbid they up and cancel game week 18 for some right. reason. Right. Uh, I don't think you're getting that chip back. I would worry. And I certainly wouldn't say with confidence that you would get it back right because when the season got canceled last time like point hits for a game week that didn't take place were still hits that you got to your team right like uh-huh. that was yeah which is which is kind of wild you know so i i, I don't know that i um have a lot of faith that they wouldn't do that again so remember yeah, so when I, everyone's yeah. rank was going up because they weren't making transfers while other people yeah i know transfers yeah and then so everyone and then strange. everyone got and then everyone all the people who did that got bad because it was limited transfers at this you know i'm not even going to speculate on what's going to happen if if that happens let's hope that the you know but all indications there was a big athletic article about this a couple of days ago all indications is that there's really no appetite for for cancellations that the premier league feels confident in their test and trace approach which honestly has worked out fairly well i mean you know there's all this talk about this massive record, you know, jump and, and, and COVID numbers. And ultimately it was 18. Right. And that was, that was two more than, than the record, uh, from like a month before. And, you know, they got through almost half a season with only a couple of matches getting canceled. I actually think that's a pretty big success rate. And, you know, I mean, the NFL has been pulling it off for a long time here with, with much higher numbers than that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I think, 
you know, granted they have more players in their squad, but still, I think some beefy boys. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm feeling confident that the premier league is, uh, going to continue, uh, without any breaks, but, um, I'm not confident enough in the architecture of the game yeah. to, uh, to play my chip until, until next Tuesday. So, but I think it's fine. I mean, I, you know, if you take some point hits, I think sometimes this stuff gets people, you know, it's especially on a free hit. I mean, these are players in many cases and bringing it for one week. So it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll take a couple of price changes. So before we hit record, you were looking at the price change algorithm and uh, you were saying like upwards of six players that you were looking to free hit in were on a price <laughs> yeah. price rise. Yeah. So that would be the happens. one thing. Yeah. And, and I noticed that, too, because I don't have De Bruyne and De Bruyne is uh, just a lock for anyone who's free hitting for game week 18. Right. He's definitely going to rise tonight. If you, it, it, I don't know if you want to bring the price rises up. While yeah, I'm, I got him here. Talking. Yeah. Uh, who rose? Uh, Cresswell. Uh, uh-huh. doesn't yeah, so play. They didn't even play. Right. Rashford, definitely a player Plays. I'm looking at. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Saka, definitely a player sure. uh, I was looking yep. at. Uh, and Tierney rose. So okay. that's three players. That's 0.3 million. I think that just means, uh, maybe my, my bench just gets a little weaker with each one of these. <laughs> there like there I, is, I yeah, there is this impulse. I guess we're going to talk a lot more about what, of uh, what a free hit squad ideally would look like after we take a break here. But, um, I guess, everyone thinks their free hit is going to have a fully playing bench and that might be overkill. Maybe that's, sure. maybe that's maybe one um, player. Right. Yeah. Um, assuming all the, all the six fixtures do, do go on. So yeah, if you, if it just turns out that you have a, a cheapo non-playing person last on your bench, then so be it price. Let the prices rise. Yeah, I I think so. Um, and, and the players that we're talking about, I mean, I think if, you, if you're looking at Rob holding and you're looking at, Saka, th- these players are, I mean, those two combined cost you, what, like nine, nine million, nine point five million. Um, so I, I think it's actually going to be, I mean, we should just get right into it in a second here. But let's, you know, I think when you start talking about building your game week 18 team, um, you're going to have money to spare. So I'm not going to I'm not going to stress out too much about it. I mean, yeah, you're going to want to have probably three Man City players three Man United players, and then you're going to have plenty of excess cash uh, yeah. for any other players you want to consider. So I, I think it'll work out. Okay. But on that note, Brandon, let's take a quick break. We'll get back and we'll start planning a perfect free hit game week 18 team, or just players that you would want if you, even if you're not free hitting, but just players you would want for game week 18. Um, either way, right? So building the perfect yeah, game week 18 right. by through transfers or chip usage through sheer force of personality oh, yeah. Wanted to work the, the title of this episode into the conversation here all right <laughs> okay. let's take a break we'll be back in a second all right brandon uh quick note thank you to our patrons we've got some new patrons this week thank you to the new lord solar patron rob t uh new pookie patrons callum stokes and ivan shaw a uh, reminder, it's the first of the month. So if you've been thinking about becoming an always cheating Patreon supporter, that first pledge will get you the full first month of January. Uh, if you support us now, and there's a lot going on right now, so it'd be very useful to have some people to talk strategy or pie. You know, either one. You, uh, you're the, 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 Our Slack is, is your uh-huh. oyster. And we do a bonus podcast each week as well. Um, so maybe yeah, this week, I think we need to come up with a fun idea for one, Brandon. Something a little different, maybe. Maybe we do like an Ask Us Anything or something. Um, I like that idea. Beaten path. Uh, um, we, we need to take our minds off of all the, all the heavy free hit lifting we're going to be doing. The rest exactly. Of the yeah, we've got two pods to, to talk about Game Week 18 and 19. So, um, but patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go. Uh, you get that extra podcast each week, the uh, week in review newsletter, courtesy of our friends at Mini League Mate. Um, at the highest tier, you get our Make Fantasy Fun Again t shirt. 
All right, guys, uh, we're, we're excited this week to talk to you also about the Blue Wire Hustle, which is a brand new program where you host your very own podcast here on the Blue, Blue Wire Network, which Josh and I are happily a part of the Blue Wire family. The Blue Wire Hustle was created to help podcasters take their shows to the next level. Or say you just are thinking of starting a podcast and you don't know where to begin, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of this program, you're going to receive personalized cover art for your show, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters. Josh, I hope we're included in that. Also, <laughs> access to the community, Discord, and E and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks for up-and-coming podcasters. And on top of all of that, Hustle will help you get your show pushed out on Apple, Spotify, Google Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. You can get all of the support for only $15 a month, which you're like, hey, wait a minute, this costs money. But that is actually the same rate that most other hosting sites would charge you just to get you initially set up. Plus, you're getting all the all those bells and whistles that we mentioned. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Blue Wire Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance to this program is limited, so you have to get your application in ASAP. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the show notes of this episode for that hyperlink. But once again, that is bwhustle.com slash join. All right, Brad, we're back. Game Week 18 kicks off next Tuesday. It looks like the deadline is uh, 11.30 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 p.m. UK Time. Kicks off with a massive match, Brandon. Sheffield United hosting Newcastle. A bit of a a six-pointer there, although I think Jeff Bernard is already technically down. They are down. They are. They are. It is a matter of fact. They are the worst team this division has ever seen. It's it's really I don't want to get off the fantasy thing track too much, but it is uh, it's too bad because um, I was talking to uh, our friend Andy from. Let's talk FPL about this a little bit yesterday. And he was saying, well, was it just was it just fantasy that made us enjoy them last year? And I, I think it was more <laughs> than that. I think that there was something fun about like a team that no one expected to do well. And it felt like they had a unique system. And there was something about Chris Wilder who was kind of a grouch um, uh-huh. that was sort of appealing to me, too. Yeah, with with the likes of Warnock and Allardyce and all that out of the league, it was good to get like an old white grouchy character like Wilder to fill that vacuum for us. And yeah, I agree. It was, it was kind of a a bit of the unexpected and Lundstrom Lundstrom is what is missing from the Sheffield United (laughs) team. And you know, guess what? Leeds are crushing it because they have their own John Lundstrom in Stuart Dallas. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, I guess it is Stuart Dallas. He's, he's their John Lundstrom, right? The guy is like, he is in every part of the pitch. It's crazy. Yeah. Left back, yeah. right back, central midfielder, all over the place. Um, he like got a ball um, just outside the box in that Spurs match, and he let it rip so hard that he actually fell over the ball, and the ball went into like row <laughs> row W. Uh, it was it was pretty great, but it was it was great that he was in that position to take that shot. You love you love to see it. You love to see it. So I thought one thing we could do. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions. Um, 
okay, before we actually, so one thing I want to do is I actually want to go through all of the teams and talk about the players that we'd want on those teams. And, you know, this sounds like it would take an hour, but realistically, like four of these teams, you just don't want anybody, you know, so we mm-hmm. go through them pretty quick. Um, but the first question um, is from Aloha Lounge. He says, what's the minimum active player players that you would need to not trigger the free hit for game week 18? Is it seven mm-hmm. or eight? So you actually brought in Stuart Dallas last game week. So I'm assuming that means you are locked into a game week 18 free hit. Yes, I am. And let's just say me going on the FPL TV show, mm-hmm. getting into a stink with Lee from FPL family about this. Uh, that's just banter, mate. Uh, <laughs> I'm just controversy breeds conversation. That's what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> free hitting in game week 18. And I right now would have six players going mm-hmm. into 18. And that is not enough. I don't think yeah. even well, the, the problem is KDB is the captain for game week 18. He would be the player that could convince me to maybe just ride my luck with a big captaincy hit. Uh, I think we'll have to talk a bit more about KDB and, and shifting gears on him. Yeah. But I, I do think that probably eight players would be the tipping point for me. Eight players, assuming that you had a good the captaincy right option. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, Precisely. Because you're almost there, right? You've got um, – well, yeah, it's not having KDB is really the the hit, right? I mean, it's literally what you just said, I realized. But like – because if you had him, you'd be okay in some ways. Because yeah. you already have Diaz, you've got yeah. Kane and Son, you have Bruno Fernandez. It's like it's just it's just not quite. You've got DCL. It's, it's something that we talked we talked about this a little bit last week, and I think this really emotionally brought me around to it. Where I was thinking about going into eighteen with few players and thinking I'm going to watch these matches with the eye toward things not happening. I'm going to be rooting for players not to do well and for um, certain clean sheets to not come, come in. The free hit is going to offer me the opportunity to bring in a lot of players that will give me a lot of specific rooting interests where I think that they are actually going to do well. Therefore, yeah. I'm instead of rooting for negative outcomes, I'm going to be rooting for positive outcomes. And I think that's just a better place to be. I think so too. And I, you know, there will be a couple of blanks, uh, that, that, that come down the line later. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be quite, quite so crazy. And I, I just don't know that we can necessarily predict that they will be, and that there's probably going to be a good, good amount of time to prepare for them as well. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm just sort of with you. I, I think it's, it just makes it just the timing of this coming just a week after, um, you know, the, uh, the FA cup matches we'll have the, like, well, like it's just, it's too hard not to free hit this week because it, you know, and, and the real issue is is the way this one shakes out. It's it's a I, I honestly, by the way, I think a wild card is is a possible option here that none of people have discussed. I think the fact that that Man United Burnley match has, has fallen into game week eighteen at least makes it a possibility, right? It's not one yeah. I'm, I'm planning to do myself, but I think that you could, in theory, have like five players from City and Man United and sort of keep a couple of Liverpool players in your bench, you know, Spurs are here as well. And you can Spurs, definitely yeah. ride Spurs through both 18 and 19. Totally. Or, or you just plan to, to move Kane and son to, uh, 
to whatever two players you might want to consider. You know, I do need to talk to you more about Spurs uh, when the time comes. So let's put a pin in that. All right, we'll put a pin in that for a second. Um, So, but but I think I think it just makes the most sense because um, I I have personally found it very hard to plan for the double game week in nineteen and plan for the blank in, in game week eighteen. And so, you know, back you know, I mean, it was only like a week ago, two game weeks ago. It feels like you know ages, but like. I made a conscious decision. Okay. There's just, I'm just not going to do both. I'm just going to keep all of my, you know, put all my chips in the game week 19 basket and just use game week 18 as a bailout with, with a free hit, you know, and it just, and this is before, you know, the, the man city, um, or excuse me, the man United Burnley match falling in 18 did throw a little bit of a spanner in the works because, um, had we known that maybe you could have gotten there, you know, but it was just, you didn't know that at the time. So that and and like, yeah, as I said, flashing back to when I had Grealish and De Bruyne, uh, getting rid of them was made so much easier knowing that they weren't going to factor into the doubles. Right. Yeah. I mean, that like talk about luck. I mean, you know, that like having Martinez now for the double and and target, it's like, great. You know, like, okay, I don't have to, you know, make any, you know, just it really it really did make things easier. So, um yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this season, there's a lot of luck. I mean, there's always a lot of luck, but you know what? Actually, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's always a lot of luck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in a normal season or a weird COVID yeah. season, yeah. luck is, is your friend or your enemy. Like there's just no, it's, it's not a, it's not a um, meritocracy here. You know, I mean, you try your best and you try to let, let, you know, um, your, your, whatever you use statistics or instincts or what you learn from watching these matches guide you. But you know, you really, all you're doing is putting yourself in the best possible position and then hoping that the luck, you know, falls your way. So before we move on from Aloha Lounge's question, let me just throw a hypothetical at you. Say you okay. have eight players and you, you say eight is the tipping point. Maybe I'm not going to free hit. Do you burn minus four? to get to 10 players? Do you take a points hit to get two new players in to fill out your squad? Now that's a loaded question because that certainly depends on who those players are. Right. Can they, can they do anything for you in game week 19? But is this a points hit week? Well, sure. I mean, if you're that close, then I, then I think it's fine. Um, I think that you could, uh, like someone like, okay, like, yeah, like maybe you burn, uh, you take a minus four and you take out, Salah for for Kevin De Bruyne or whatever, right? I mean, it, it, unless you got Salah really early, like you know, you just take a, you t- you take the point to hit on that or whatever, whatever the you know his price is now versus what you bought him at, mm-hmm. um, and then you and then you just make sure you have enough money in the bank to bring him right back for the double. Um, then then I I think that's like that it's a risky strategy, but I think it's fine. I don't think there's any. Um, you know, I, I mean, like, I, I think it's it's worth it's worth the risk, um, yeah. given that Man City play Brighton at home. Um, God, I mean, if De Bruyne places a false nine um, in a, any sort of long term consistent way, then that is uh, delightful. You know, that would really be <laughs> great. It would really I mean, you know, because he's just he has uh, it's actually kind of funny because it's almost like the inevitable in hindsight. It was like the inevitable end point. Right. He spent the entire season grouching about players not finishing his chances. And so now he's just like, fine, I'll just. I'll just give them to me instead, you know? And, uh, I thought he did a, gr- I, I mean, okay. I don't, I don't want to do a Kevin DeBarn appreciation society here. He obviously missed a big chance early on, but he was so good, uh, after that, like the entire match was just incredible. His runs were great. Um, probably could have an extra couple of assists if, uh, um, I mean, D, uh, not Rodrigo, not, not Rodrigo, Rodri, 
um, had a like a pinpoint header and really should have scored on that. Yeah, listen, it's everyone knows how easy it is to pull Kurt Zuma out of position, and once you remove <laughs> that piece of the puzzle, they they just danced into the box like around danced around thirty six year old Tiago Silva. What? Yeah is going on at Stanford Bridge. What is How many happening? breakaways? It's crazy that Man City didn't score like six in that match because how many breakaways did they have, right? They and then what kind of one guy, on. one guy back on that free kick, like unreal, yeah. unreal, <laughs> unreal strategy. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, I think it's fine to, I think it's fine to, um, to, to, to burn some points and, and, and take out some sacred cows and, and, and just plan to bring them back in the next week. I mean, you know, the, because of the double now, I mean, God, you could almost, you know, it opens up some interesting strategies. You know, if you had, um, you know, if you're going with like a Mane with a Mane solid double up now, maybe you go, maybe you convert Mane into Kevin De Bruyne now. Right. And you just, maybe you don't even need to burn points to bring, to bring it back in because KDB has got a double in 18 and 19 now. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I think that you can, um, I think giving up some sacred cows to, to have nine players or whatever, um, is, is fine. It's just for me, it's like, I have too many Leeds players, you know, who don't play West Ham. It's just like, there's no good way to do it. And I, I just don't want to drop all of those players, all of whom I want to start in, in 19. It just, it just messes up my, my structure too much. I mean, it sounds like it's the same position as you basically. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Every transfer I've made for the last three windows has been looking to 19 and, um, yeah. It would, I just don't want to, it, you don't want to, you want to remember the whole, um, the adage of play the game week in front of you, but listen, I don't want all those transfers to have been wasted. And I do think that there's huge upside in the doubles in game week 19. We can't lose sight of that. Yeah. And if anything, having Man United in 18, viewed through another ones just makes the, uh, the free hit even, even better. Right. Because um, it gives you you more options. Yeah, because why would you ever have Anthony Martial apart from Game Week 18? <laughs> right. That's true. Although, is he even necessarily going to – I think because the of that Cavani match so, ban, Oh, right. Yeah, because he's he's only missing one Premier League game. But isn't it the yeah. one – was it the I, one that's just passed? I think it was the one that's just passed. Okay. Uh, it's actually really – makes things very complicated because it was the one that just passed, but then Martial played pretty well. And now they've got a League Cup match and an FA Cup match. And so presumably um, uh, Marcial will start both of those matches. Um, so uh, then mm. Marcial will actually play like three matches in a week. Mm. So mm. does Cavani suddenly <laughs> turn into an option? Oh, God. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. This is when you are like, wait, what am I doing with my life? Holy crap. All right, let's move on <laughs> to the next question. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So let's let's talk about some of the players here because the next couple questions are uh, Camille uh, Bogazuski says, uh, on free hit 18, do we go all in? Uh, doubling up on defenses, et cetera, or go relatively safe with the balanced squad. Uh, and then Byron Bruce says, uh, if you're free hitting a game week 18, who forms the spine of your team? So, uh, and then there are just a couple of questions uh, from, from Jeff Petter and John Ola Fulsan about cheap defenders and, and differentials and things like that. So I think instead of going team by team, which which could take us like a very long time, let's just go match by match. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about the players that we'd want in those matches or possibly avoid. And we'll just, if we talk about it that way, then I think we don't have to get into the messy discussion of, well, does it fit your team structure? And, you know, it's different for everybody, right? Every, some people have more money than others. Some people will have a player that they just don't want to give up and, and so on. So Sheffield United, Newcastle. I have a hot take for this one, Brandon. Please go on. Yeah. I don't know that Callum Wilson is an essential player 
for the Game Week 18 free hit. Tell I, me why. Well, Sheffield United just have this weird, as bad as they've been this season, they have this weird ability to make teams miserable when they when they play at Sheffield United. Um, it's I'm just a little like Bruno blanked there. Uh, Vardy almost blanked, right? Scored in like the the dying seconds of that match. Like Newcastle aren't good at all, right? <laughs> and it's like I'm just not like convinced that like now Wilson is not in the best of form either, and so. I'm just not convinced that now is the even the Man City match when Man City played their game week seven was a one nil match. It's pretty tight. Um, so I don't know. I, I I just think that maybe like he's been kind of like the like slotted into like every free hit team I've seen. But I, I just wonder if maybe he isn't the um, like if it was between him and DCL, I'd probably still just go DCL because um, I just think DCL is uh, on a better team and uh, Hamas Rodriguez right. should be back as well. What so are what the odds? Yeah. I just don't. I, I I think that's all fair, but I do think the odds of Sheffield United keeping a clean sheet, miserable as it might be, they're not keeping a clean sheet. Newcastle <laughs> are scoring a goal. Sure. The likelihood of Callum Wilson being involved is pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, no, that's no. true. Yeah, I, I I I'm with I'm with the Wilson free hitters here. I think Callum Wilson is a great pick. Newcastle, it's like, what happens when you fight fire with fire? What happens when a bad team meets a bad team? I think it could be kind of compelling. And as you said at the start of the pod, it's a bit of a six-pointer. Newcastle Mm -hmm. can pull away a bit um, in a game like this from the relegation scrap. They have every intention of scoring goals in this match. I think I think Wilson is <laughs> yeah. a good pick. I may still have Wilson. I mean, don't get me wrong here, Brandon. But I but uh-huh. I'm saying if uh-huh. it comes down to Wilson and like Lacazette, I think I'm going Lacazette. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that match in a minute. Um, so may, maybe maybe I just get both. You know, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Uh, I haven't even really started to draft a free hit team to be honest, because I, I part is partially it's because I want to wait to pull the trigger and. I don't want the temptation of building that team that like is 0.1 million away from being exactly what I want. And, <laughs> and then I just start making all these transfers and yeah, make yeah. a mess for myself. So, um, all right. So outside of Callum Wilson, is there anybody in the Newcastle Sheffield United match that you would want for your team? Yes. As a matter of fact, Josh, there yeah. is, uh, yeah. uh, Kyle Darlow, I think would be an interesting goalkeeper for your free hit squad. Now I think, some people might gravitate toward Leno or mm-hmm. Ederson even. But I think Kyle Darlow, he's 4.8 right now. And yeah. decent budget keeper option. I, you know, maybe I, I guess the theme of this fixture is that I'm just woefully underrating Sheffield United's ability to do anything in this match. Yeah, Darla was still at five million. Uh, his his starting price. Oh, is the, okay. Yeah. One of the most expensive keepers in the game is the <laughs> Newcastle United backup keeper. He's in uh, form yeah. though. He is, and yeah. I think even if he were to lose his clean sheet, you've got a oh god, this is an interesting conundrum. The likelihood of him getting any save points because there probably aren't going to be a ton of shots from Sheffield United in this match. No, I I wouldn't think so. Um, who would be taking the shots? I mean, in some ways that, that augurs well for him keeping the clean sheet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, someone like Jamal Lewis is, is an interesting option as well, right? 4.3 million. Um, 
I don't know. He, he didn't uh, start. Started. This yeah, you're right. I guess I did not realize that. It shows you how, how closely I've been following yeah. the uh, the Newcastle defensive situation. If um, I were to look at yeah. a defender, I think it's Fernandez for right. me. Even though he's, I think he's four point seven and seems a little pricey for for an oddball defense. But he right. is definitely uh, just a cheapy that for a, for a free good free hit fixture. Yeah, DeAndre Yedlin Brandon, if you want to have an American, have a little fun with an American. Uh he's 4.3 million. He started the last four matches. And I actually yeah. think Yedlin has looked kind of good. A little little like he's got a little uh you know, played pretty pretty well in the uh, Liverpool match. Um, yeah. scrappy. Yeah. yeah so. He is a scrappy player. Like that yeah. that neck tattoo is something else though. Boy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it'd be fun when the U S actually starts to do world cup qualifying again. This is going to be quite an interesting team this year. Like it's, yeah, we need, we need uh, Pulisic to find his form again though. Don't we? Um, all right. So not a lot there, maybe a new cancel defender, maybe Callum Wilson, Sheffield United is a, is a complete, uh, pass. Busto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Complete pass. So man United Burnley. All right. So, right. Everyone's going to have, um, Bruno Fernandez. There's really no point in even mm-hmm. talking about that. I honestly feel like everyone's going to have Marcus Rashford as well on a free hit, right? Would you? Can you imagine having a free hit team that didn't have Rashford in it? Uh, yeah, I I could I could imagine that. Um, just you've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just I think that the balance with oh I, okay. So we we actually have to talk about Spurs now. Um, okay, pri- because I think. This does play into the Rashford question because who's occupying the Rashford spot in your free hit team? It's Hungman's son. Where are you with Son and Kane in this free hit situation? How highly do you rate Villa's defense to where you would drop a very informed Son for somebody like Rashford? Uh, I rate the Villa defense highly, but I would still can't imagine going into this, going into this without um, having Sun and Kane. Now I may end up with a slightly unorthodox setup. I mean, maybe I end up with like a three, five, two or something in the end. Okay. Uh, Because I mean, you're talking about that spot. Like, let's say, let's say we start to fill it out here. I mean, I'm seeing, let's say you have Sterling and KDB and then you've got uh, Sun and um, Bruno, right? So there's your four. There's your four players right there. So yeah, I mean you're right. I mean Rashford is either the fifth player in a five man midfield, or you go Sun or, or Sun or Rashford. So it, it is interesting. I mean, I guess when you look at it through that lens, the question then becomes, uh, which strikers do I want uh, yeah. for for game week eighteen? And so we talked about Wilson a little bit. Um, Calvert Lewin, despite the loss of form for, for Everton is, is certainly someone you'd, you'd want to consider. Um, Lacazette, Kane. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it, right? I mean, you're not talking about a lot really. It's, uh, yeah, we've it's, already it's talked ourselves grim. out of Martial. So that's, that's done. So yeah, Martial uh, is risky the- Watkins. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll have to revisit Watkins for the double game week. Uh, that, sure. That's for sure. But City Striker is a is a no go. I think that's I think that's fair. So United, I would agree. It's just it's Rashford and it's one hundred percent Bruno. Rashford is a big upside player. Maguire, are we gonna talk about their defense Ugh. because yeah. their defense is horrendous? However, <laughs> yeah. it's Burnley. Yeah, I mean Wan Bissaka maybe who like suddenly looks 
awesome. Like, it's like, I don't know what happened when he was injured for a while, but he's like suddenly, uh, like it's got like the, I guess he only missed one match, but he's like, he's looked so good. The last two matches. I think that he is, yeah. uh, I think Luke Shaw has looked really good too. Um, yeah. to be yeah. fair. So I, yeah. I think both of those guys would be my preferred option over yeah. McGuire center back who is big. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like their Achilles heel back there. Yeah, Shaw's only four point eight. The only issue with Shaw, of course, is that he and Tellus uh, rotate a fair amount. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I like I a good what, fat bottom fullback, though. You know, yeah. Well, Tellus is fun because he he does um, uh, he does take corner kicks, and so he could cheap his way into some some points. But it, maybe that maybe like you just base it, it just seems too risky. It's like I hate to like build a free hit team that. Um, where I don't like know everyone's like a certain starter. You yeah. Know? Right. Like, I mean, right. you know, sure. We don't know if KDB and Sterling are going to start their matches, but it'd be pretty surprising if they didn't. Right. Like yeah. We just, you know, I think it's fair to expect that to happen. Um, whereas, you know, Wambasaka can't imagine him not starting if he's healthy. Right. There's just no chance. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Burnley, anything, anything mm-hmm. to say there? I, I think there it's, this matches, Right. Tricky to predict from a Burnley point of view, other than United are almost surely going to score on them. Um, yeah. But, and Burnley, yeah. I just couldn't, couldn't predict any player there that's going to do anything positive for your FPL squad. Yeah. I mean, I had Chris Wood for two weeks. Uh, you know, I suppose it would have been three if the Fulham match wasn't at risk of being canceled. Um, and he is just no fun to watch. I mean, really it's, you know, you can see why he is like a, why he, you know, is at the top of all these stat tables because he doesn't do anything bad. Right. It's like anything he does is like very direct. Right. He just stands there like a tree, you know, and just like balls ricochet off him into the goal or whatever. I mean, he's like a, he's like a living tree. He's like a, he's he's Groot. He's an ent Brandon or Groot, either one. Yeah. Pick your, pick your uh, Marvel Cinematic or Lord of the Rings universe, Brandon. It's two Lord of the Rings references, two podcasts, by the way. That's that's a lot for us. Um, yeah, we're starting a Lord of the Rings ascent, I think, Brandon. Um, so I think, um, anyway, where was I even going? Just talking about how much. So Wood is like, not only is Wood. His name uh, is Wood, too, which links him is, to trees as well. That's, that's true. Never has a name been more appropriate. So Wood is, uh, he's just not fun to have in your team. So just don't get him because make, making fantasy fun again does not involve having Chris Wood in your squad, okay? Also, he's blanked in six of the last seven, okay? <laughs> oh, so there's that. <laughs> so, and that includes a, a Leeds match and a Sheffield United match where you'd expect him to do something in those matches. Um, you know, McNeil has been injured, which which stinks. If McNeil were fully fit and healthy, which he may be by next Tuesday. He might be someone to consider. I don't have a ton of faith in Man United defense. Um, and so if I, you know, you know, you know, I've loved McNeil for years. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually had him on my team, but I've just talked glowingly about them on this mm-hmm. podcast. Like yeah, you love him from afar. Mm-hmm. I from do. Across the room. One day he's going to make his way to like a, a an Everton and he's going to, he's going to shine. He's going to be like the Bernard of, uh-huh. of Everton. Um, yeah, Decor- yeah, exactly. He's going to link up at Decoray beautifully. So not a lot let's, there for Burnley. Yeah, let's move on to Wolves-Everton. And this yeah. is an interesting one totally. because I've looked at the fifth midfielder slot is interesting. I think Saka is a really exciting Arsenal asset that could actually qualify as a fourth midfielder in this free hit. Ruben Neves taking the penalty against Brighton suddenly 
Neves is that quintessential free hit player of like he could come off the bench mm-hmm. with a penalty goal or something crazy like that. Yeah. And I think he's at 5.2. That is a miracle that only um, an unexpected penalty taker position can bring to you ahead of a free yeah. hit. Yeah, he's that. Um, yeah. So like if you wanted to have a unbalanced free hit squad, maybe he's like the one bench player you stick on who could maybe do something mm-hmm. for you. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, DeCorey probably falls in that category too, right? He's around the same prices as, uh, as Neves and DeCorey is capable of just popping up a goal here and there, right? Probably about the same rate as. It is true. Uh, DeCorey was one of my least valuable players this weekend though. I will, I will, I will say that. I mean, this is a funny this, one, uh, you know, it's, it depends on how far forward he's playing in a match, right? Yeah. Right. So DCL here is a player that, Okay, if you if you're not hip to it, if you're playing your free hit, it's like an active wild card and you can play as to your heart's content. However, right. here's the problem. Say you've triggered your free hit and you've got DCL and you've got a million added value on this price and you yeah. get rid of him. You can't bring him back in um unless you pay mm. the full price for him. Yeah. So DCL will be one of those players that you probably want to hang on to until the death right? Um, until you actually lock in your team because he's going to be a player that's really difficult to drop in and out of your of free hit tinkers just based on that price issue that I was mentioning. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I, I finally gave up on him about a week ago, um, right before game week, I guess it was 16, uh, the canceled, uh, ultimately canceled match. Um, I just was so frustrated watching these matches and feeling like there was no one to get him the ball. No one, you know, and um, and then yeah. you remove Richarlison, yeah. right? Where Richarlison wasn't going to be able to, he didn't play in the Sheffield United match. He wasn't going to be able to play in the uh, uh, the Man City match either. That had already been confirmed by Ancelotti. And I just thought, well, what? how is DCL ever going to score in this match, right? Like against this kind of stout yeah. Yeah. Man City defense. And so, um, you know, and so I, I thought we saw it against it even with Richarlison. I'm a week back. away from doing the same. DC, DCL yeah. is definitely going to be out for me ahead of the double in 19. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I get that the stats are still good for him, but it, to watch these matches is to see a player who just isn't getting any chances, right? I mean, the last mm-hmm. kind of really big match for him was that Fulham match in, in game week nine. Um, I mean, I guess the Chelsea match, he did win two pens, right? One got um, chalked off, you know, because of an offside call or whatever it was. But, um, you know, it just, it, it's just, it's just hard for him. He's always dangerous on, on set pieces, but he's almost in that kind of Chris Wood zone right now, you know, <laughs> where it's like, I mean, I hate to compare him because I think he's much better than him, but it's at the moment, right. Without, without Hamas. Baby group. To, yeah. And so it's, yeah, exactly. He's another end, you know, it's very sad. And so <laughs> let's see, let's see what happens. I, I, you know, they play like, you know, um, like like you know Radfield United or something this weekend and the FA Cup and I feel like if I were Ancelotti I would play everybody right I would play my strongest possible team and try to win like twelve nil you know mm-hmm. and just really try to get uh, everybody you know firing again and then linking up and playing well because it was a beautiful thing I mean you know remember that that Liverpool um, Everton match in game week 
five. Remember that was the like the first match out of the gate after the international mm-hmm. break. That was a true pleasure. That match. That was a really <laughs> entertaining match. You know, like everybody did something in that match. You know, it was really really exciting. And um, and then you know, Hamez just kind of did the Hamez thing where he just you know has like little minor injuries that just stick with him. And so hopefully, you know, he did come back. He came off the bench in the West Ham match, so maybe he'll be ready to play next week. So maybe we revisit that in next week's pod. What about Wolves? Yeah, so Neves is is a guy that I mentioned, and then Neto is clearly the sure. talisman of the squad right now. Yeah, with yeah. the he's he is the one filling that Jimenez vacuum. Yeah, Fabio awesome. Silva, like yeah. I'll give him all the credit for that contract amazing. for earning that contract. <laughs> that, and I'm sure they gave him that contract for holy crap! This guy's hair is. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Marco Marcus Alonso is not to be seen anymore. He he previously had the best head of hair going in the league. Fabio yeah. Silva, there he is, but you're not gonna have him in your free hit squad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Potence. If Potence is quarantining as well, but he wasn't even in the squad yeah. this week. So it's just all about Neto for me, and he's he's driven. You can see him playing with purpose, and he's getting he's He's involved in every attack. So I do like him as an upside, but I just don't see Wolves scoring freely in this match. That's the problem. I just don't think there's no. a huge attacking upside for them. So no. then so then yep. you get to Roman Sace, who uh yep. Roman Sace versus Mason Holgate. I would bet on Sace there. Yep. Uh same. Uh Sace is where I would lean. Um I would even Although I probably won't do this because I am leaning towards Leno, but I would even consider a Patricio Sace double up there. Uh, I think that I know the they they just conceded three away to Brighton, but I, I I just think that's a that's a weird fluky end of the end of the festive fixture type results, right? I don't think I I you know especially you? Bolt, well I don't they, know Brighton I mean, kicked their ass for forty five minutes. It was like a brutal yeah. public. I mean Dan down. Byrne alone, I guess, kept them in that match, right? What, what, what like the worst match anyone's ever played? Like that, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was quite poor, quite poor. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think that says you're right. So I mean, the double up seems a little excessive because uh, Everton could do something, even even their kind of current toothless incarnation. But says is super appealing because he is deadly stone cold mm. deadly on these uh on these set pieces and mm-hmm. um he's got two goals in the last three i think there's at least a reasonable clean sheet chance um and so he's only five million i you know honestly and i maybe i shouldn't even say this because it feels kind of dumb to say but like i want someone in every single one of these matches on my free head <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so i am gonna find a way to get a player from wolves everton into my squad i'm just gonna do it okay. it's gonna happen okay all right all right but mark mark your words all right so let's move on to the piece de resistance here it's man city hosting brighton yeah i was just singing the, the praises of brighton mm-hmm. who overcame their dan burn affliction mm-hmm. to tie three three to wolves they are still going to get absolutely steamrolled by City, who are going to be purring after that Chelsea result. Now, I cannot reverse everything that I've been saying about Manchester City for the last month or two about how disjointed they've been. And would you say that despite how good City looked against Chelsea – Chelsea was the perfect opponent for City to meet this week because Chelsea and Lampard, they think that they are also a possession-based system 
a free-flowing, positive attacking side. And it was just, it played right into the hands of Pep. And yeah. how much, I'm just, I, I, now, we, we I'm still not in this. the, I'm still not in the yeah. believe it when I see it. Uh, phase we, of my city understanding. We said this about City a couple of weeks ago on the pod, and we were like, you know, maybe the, these these trickier matches. We're talking about the Everton match and the uh, Chelsea match. They may actually play into into Man City's hands, you know. And I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think we definitely saw that today. It was, uh, you know, obviously it's got to be super disheartening if you're a Chelsea supporter, right? That match just sort of makes you feel like, who did we buy? Last year, right? You've got Timo. Timo Werner is a very good player, but um, just pressing. Like he's just, you know, he he's trying to do it. Like, you know, it's that classic out of form thing, you know, where it's like he's obviously a good player. I don't think anyone thinks that Timo Werner isn't a really solid player, you know. I mean, just the positions he gets into, the pace he can show. It's, you know, but he's just trying too hard right now, and it's just not. He's not linking up well with anybody, and that's why I wonder if you know putting him centrally was just like. And somehow you just got to stick with one, you know, pick a forward, pick a, pick a formation. This is always the problem. They kept buying these expensive, you know, forwards, right? It was like, how are you going to play players? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to play, you know, Giroud, Tammy, Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic, um, Hakeem Ziyech, um, and Timur, you know, it's like, how does that work? Like it doesn't, you know, and you throw in Mason Mount and, and whoever Kovacic and Conte, it's like, it's like 12 players, you know, without, without counting your defenders, it's just, it doesn't work. And so, um, yeah. So you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. more, you're just, if you're a Chelsea fan, you're just like, we're one managerial change away from having a good team. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it kind of feels that way. I, we talked about this on a podcast a few weeks ago and, um, some folks got mad at us and talk about how <laughs> ignorant we are about Chelsea. And I'm sure they're right, you know, but it just from the outside, it just feels like Lampard does not, uh, does not know how to get out of this, you know? So anyway, so let's, let's Man City though. Um, I, I think that the question for me is, uh, the big, I mean, the, honestly, the question I think possibly for the, uh, got like, well, what, what, what do I say? Something like strongly than hedge like the second I say it. <laughs> sure. But, sure. I think one certainly one of the key questions is do you go Raheem Sterling or do you go a second Man City defender? And I think that is a massive question for for Game Week 18 because um I think that KDB, much like Bruno, a given for the for on a free hit, I think yeah. that Diaz is so locked into that side, it's hard to imagine uh not going with him as well, especially because he's not that expensive, right? So even on the like the random chance that he's that he's rotated or something, you know, I think you'd, you'd, you could live with it. Um, but then the question is, do you go with a Cancelo or do you go with, um, with, with, with Raheem Sterling? Because it wouldn't be shocking if, if Brighton, I mean, Brighton, even if they tried to like, I don't think Brighton can park the bus, right? That's not really Grand Potter's style anyway. And I don't know that they could really do that effectively. He doesn't really have the personnel for it. I mean, I yeah. think that they are, they're decent at defending set pieces or, or, or what have you, but yeah. That will not that will not save their bacon. We can learn a little bit from their cup tie this weekend against Birmingham, so you can see yeah. what kind of team rotation Pep goes with. Does Cancelo play again this weekend? I mean, it was hard not to see Mendy on the sideline there, just sort mm-hmm. of you know waiting for his opportunity to yeah. take Cancelo's place. And like you were saying about playing, if you're playing a free hit in particular, you want to be certain. 
uh, that these guys are going to start. Now, you don't want that to yeah. drive you to the point where you your team is so conservative that there's no upside. But um, I think Ederson has to be in the conversation for a city defensive double up. Ederson plus Diaz is an interesting double up for the defense. Yeah. Um, if he's back, right. If he's back from COVID, um, you know, sure. He's been isolating since new year's Eve. Uh, if it's, I mean, here in the States, it's a 10 day ice, or at least in New York anyway, it's a 10 day isolation yeah. period. He's got no symptoms. Right. I mean, yeah. So I, I again, yeah. we, we may know more when they play Birmingham and we'll certainly know more. Well, I, we certainly won't know more with Pep's press conferences, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, that is, uh, um, we'll see. And then they play, they play Man United in the, uh, midweek as well. So we'll know even more from that too. Right. So if Cancelo starts at midweek and then again, this weekend, you know, that would be three times in a week, right. That might make it more like, like less likely that he plays. I mean, in the Brighton match. So yeah. So the, like you said, there's, there's like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot we can find out, but just in general, just the question of a second city defender versus Raheem Sterling, where do you come down on this? I think it's defender time. I mean, Sterling has done nothing this season in the yeah. Chelsea route, uh, which I would qualify that as a first half route at the very least. Yeah. Sterling had the one breakaway chance that he kind of blue <laughs> in a manner of speaking a mm-hmm. uh, goal resulted from it certainly but it took like I, 35 I, seconds to decide what to do sort of what else did he way. do that entire match <laughs> nothing so i i i mean i i do think it's a supreme low ownership high upside player right there yeah um and i think that you know, if if you're in a position like me where your rank your or is around a million and you'd love it to be much better than that Raheem Sterling is somebody that could claw back a ton of rank for yeah. you, but I, I haven't, that's just totally based on blind faith. It is, but I think, I mean, you talk about like upside, um, right. You bring in John stones or something and you know, like John stones is going to get you six to eight points in that match. Right. There's like, you know, yeah. One and one in every 50 matches he's going to score, but in general, he's not going to, right? Raheem Sterling is getting you between like three and 25, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I mean, like, that's true. Yeah. It's like, I, it's just, I, I looked at yeah. a, I looked at a rate my team for a free hit on our Patreon Slack, and this person had a, uh, was it a 5 4 1 or a 5 3 2? They have five, they were starting five defenders, and my in, initial, feeling was this is way too negative and just like you're saying like the point ceiling on the defenders is so much lower yeah so if you have the opportunity to bring in huge point scores like the goals are what we should be chasing yeah my issue like sterling is contentious because he's so expensive and you kind of want to know how kind of bad all year too and, and and all of that like you have to take that into account you have to yeah. But I, I am in general agreement with what we're looking for here. Our goals, clean sheets would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, you know, uh, there's so many midfielders for this game week, aren't there? Because, um, I mean, I think we can go down to Aston Villa. I, I, personally, I'm in the Sterling camp because I just love the idea of 
having Sterling for one of those crazy Sterling matches, right? Those were like ones where he just goes absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's worth that's worth it to me um, to take sure. that risk. But I mean, we talk about you know going five across the mid, the middle. Well, what do you do with Jack Grealish, right? Because Aston Villa plays Spurs, Grealish, you know, or, or somebody, Al Ghazi perhaps, uh-huh. right? You know, like you know, Villa are in pretty good form, and they, you know, it was a two-one draw, Ben Yedder, but they acquitted themselves well in that match. They really could have, you know, gotten something mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I don't really know why um, why they couldn't beat Spurs, um, you know, that Wednesday match. I think that they um, that that once. I would, I would probably favor Spurs. I don't know, but like, I, I think it's, uh, it's certainly going to be close. And so I don't think it's going to be a high scoring match that it, that yeah. would be my response to that is sure. yes. Villa are yeah. a great squad. Spurs are also good. I, th- yeah. I think it's, that's like a t- two, a generously put two one, probably like yeah. a one nil victory for Spurs. I think, you know, what's tricky about Kane, you were asking about Kane earlier and you know, it's on the one hand, you do want to like, kind of maximize upside on these on this on this free hit because you can just bring in brand new players i hope by hope by the way uh that anyone is not free hitting is like enjoying this conversation because <laughs> it is so focused on the free hit strategy but um but at least we're, we're talking about the you know, and the word cloud free hit is quite large right now it's true. exactly the thing about having kane is that i don't have kane on my team currently and of all of the players who are going to play across all these matches, he is the only one who could hurt me if he did well and I didn't have him. So for that reason, I almost feel like I have to have Kane. It's like, you know, most of these other players, Arsenal, Palace, Wolves, Everton, no one's really going to hurt you that bad. But, you know, Kane is the one player where you, you just feel silly if you came out of that free hit and you didn't have Kane and he went off for like 18 points. You know, it was yeah. like. You know, it was like, well, I could, you could pick anybody. Why didn't you pick the guy who has 10 goals and 12 assists in the season or whatever? You know, it's like, yeah. So I don't know. So he's getting, he is going to get in, get in the way of maybe I, I need to start tinkering on this free hit because um, I'm a current Kane owner. So it's like fun to just sort of like get, stay with some of your guys. Like Kane's my guy and I'm going to keep right. him on a free hit. Right. He's going to love me for it. Yeah, you just got 13, uh, 12, or whatever, 12 <laughs> points doubled on his captaincy, right? I'm like having I'm yeah. having a blast, Josh. Don't get me wrong. But uh, at his price point, he could be one of those players where you, you're he's going to block you from bringing in somebody like Sterling. Right. So you have uh, – it's just like these are going to be the decisions that keep us up sure. on Monday evening yeah. Yeah. where you're like, is it going to be Kane or is it going to be Sterling? Is it going to be the guy who is has a, lot, a huge goal potential, Kane – um, and is safer than a right. guy like Sterling. It's just so easy for Kane to get goals. I think that's that's really what it comes down to for me. It's like, it, you know, I mean, obviously he does play, he often plays deeper now, but he's, it's just like, it's just so easy for him to, um, one, one, one random set piece, one, um, one loose ball, right. That he just turns and fires out to sun or whatever, you know, just like one, one little moment. I think if anything, sun is the player you could consider going without this, this, this game. Week. I agree I think, with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's easier to drop than, than Kane in some ways, but uh, I think I'm just going to have both. Um, it just, it just seems silly not to have two players that good when I can have anybody, you know, it's, it's I don't know. It's sort of, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Is Maddie cash. Oh, he's already Matty Cash has already served his yellow card suspension. I was like, okay, yeah. if Cash is out this match, then Son. Um, but yeah, Cash is going to be out there with his jackknife, like like threatening 
sign. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so Spurs, we've got Kansas. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, get a Spurs defender. I think there's too good of a chance of Estabella doing something, uh, from an attacking perspective. As far as Villa go, I mean, I think you've got Grealish to consider Watkins. I don't know. I mean, I just brought him back in basically to prepare for the double game week. Um, and I mean, it worked out fine. Like, you know, I mean, obviously Burnley match didn't even get played. So what are you going to do? Um, but, um, He's just so frustrating. You know, he just mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, he's just not a good enough finisher yet. And, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of players. I mean, Raheem Sterling had this, had this, uh, um, whatever albatross or, you know, he had this, this sort of thing that, that followed him around that he couldn't finish. And, um, and then ultimately it worked out fine. Right. I mean, he scored 20 goals last season. Like, so I, I think the Watkins can, yeah. will will come around, but it's, I it's think just the, little the, things the, too, the closer comparison would be Shea Adams who would, just right. come up from the championship last season yeah. and couldn't hit the barn door. And I think Watkins looks so much better than Shea Adams did last season. So yeah. I, I rate Watkins to be great in the coming seasons and he'll, he'll get better. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, I think again, I think we had to talk about him in preparation for the double game week. He's off the table for me. Um, I think El Ghazi, yeah. <laughs> just like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think El yeah. Ghazi, just by oh. virtue of him having pens, is is the free hit guy this week. He was probably unlucky not to score uh, in the uh, in that in that Man United match. He had a couple of chances. I mean, he was he was pretty good in that match. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cheap to 5.8 million. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I'm, I'm I'm sort of talking myself into a 3-5-2. Um, Grealish, I'm actually excited to have because I I love watching Grealish play, and I've never had him in my squad this entire year somehow, uh-huh. and uh, I think it'd be fun just just to finally have him in my team uh, yeah. because he's I won't again. Player to watch, he's a fun player to watch, and uh, I, you know I know there's all this talk that oh, and the, his the number ten position, he's not getting as many chances, and I I'm not sure that I even think that's true. I mean, I it does feel like he's shooting less. I mean, it feels like he's still creating a lot of chances, but I, I, I haven't actually looked at the stats. It doesn't seem like he's been shooting less the last few weeks. And Well, just, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. like not shooting at all, uh, right, right. more or less. It, he's, it's, it's a Kevin De Bruyne situation where he, A, needs to be on the ball a lot, B, wants to be on the ball a lot, so he's moving all over the pitch to get touches on the ball and to win free kicks for the better of the team. He's doing a lot of work and it's taking him all over the place. And uh, it just depends on the match, what, you know, what kind of space he seems to occupy. And I think he's definitely more favored for attacking returns at the end of a match when the play opens up a little bit more. He tends to play much higher um, yeah. when the, uh, the opposing team is, is uh, attacking. Yeah. So I, I think he's still, you know, um, a, a player to, the, to absolutely consider him for head. I think I, there's a decent chance I have him, but his price point is tricky. I think if you're, if you're going to go all in with like a Raheem Sterling, I don't know how it might be tricky to, to bring in Grealish, right? Like you just, you're just going to run out of spots at some point. I mean, I sort of was dismissive of your Marcus Rashford thing earlier, but now I can kind of see how it just may not work. Right. I mean, somebody's <laughs> going to have to, get squeezed yeah. out right so well then and, then yeah. then we then we come to arsenal crystal palace and i think that right. arsenal can suck up a lot of the aston villa free hit oxygen here yeah. where they're sucker sick and sucka up a lot of the oxygen so you've got uh, smith row Saka, lacazette yeah i 
And actually, as an aside, astounded, absolutely astounded at how invisible Aubameyang was in that West Brom match. Arsenal annihilated West Brom. It was a perfect match for Aubameyang (laughs) to assert himself. And again, he asserted this idea that he could care less. (laughs) <laughs> it was a weird one with the snow and everything. Uh, he he was really pushing for a goal late in that one, but yeah, that was. It's I'm glad that they stuck with um <clears throat> with Arteta right through this like kind of rough rough moment, and they've got three wins in a row now. They're in 11th place, I and mean, all of a sudden it's like they're you know a win or two. Yeah, they're like from, three points outside of. Is it three or six points outside of the top four? I think it's six points. Is is that what it is? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not that much, right? Now they're like a, a solid. 10 points out of the relegation. So now that was ever like a realistic thing, but it's still nice to be out there. And so now that it's like, they've, you know, the, the pressure comes off Arteta and he started to play these young guys. And this is like what I, you know, what you wanted them to do all year. Right. Which is like, pull, do like what Lampard did last season, which is just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you play Karen Tierney and Saka and Smith Rowe. And, you know, they brought in Joe Willick late in that match. And it's like, yeah, like that's what, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Make it yeah. fun again. Yeah. What I want. Yeah. I don't want to see 65 million Pepe out there. Like just not being any fun, you know, it's like <laughs> Will, William, right. I mean, William's already a bench player, right? He's got two and a half years on his contract. And he's already like thoroughly like a, you know, some bad business player. Yeah, it is, but you know, it's done now. Right. So <laughs> at least that's one thing I like about Arteta though, is he doesn't seem like somebody who's, you know, committed to, I mean, obviously you have the Ozil thing, but I think the fact that William, I mean, Aubameyang, I guess is the next one, right? Like does Aubameyang mm-hmm. finally lose his spot? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, he's been 90 minutes. He plays, he plays 90. That has always been the Aubameyang thing. And uh-huh. um, I don't know. So we'll see. But yeah, as far as free hit, definitely not Aubameyang, right? I think there's too many <laughs> other high, high upside players. I think Saka is um, hugely appealing and, um, um, and I think the Lacazette, who is one of these players who has these moments, he has these moments where he is, he's really in form and, um, you know, I don't know, like I, I could see him doing something in this match. Uh, he's got yeah. four, th- four goals in his last three matches. You could also see Martinelli starting in his place. Maybe given his form. I think he, I think he, I think he gets the start though. Right. Four, four and three matches. I, I think yeah. that he's probably. He's probably got that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I I, I do think you're right. So Smith Rowe, too, (laughs) came out of nowhere um, doing his thing. And but I think Saka is you have to go with a little bit more of the the fantasy pedigree here. And Saka has the track record. He'll do it. Smith Rowe's perfect bench fodder, by the way. You know, stick him on your bench for four point four million. So then the the other million dollar question is, are you going to cheap out with Rob Holding or are you going to go big time? You big time Charlie with Kieran Tierney. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I thought Holding, maybe both, actually. Um, I think that would be a possibility. Uh, depends on whether I go with two, uh, with two um, Man City defenders. But if I don't, then maybe I go. But I, God, that's if I have the money, I would go Tierney over Holding. Um, obviously, sure. you know, the difference isn't that much either 0.9 million. I should be able to, to fit in Turney. And, um, I mean, I don't know how you could watch that. I mean, we talked about him already, but like, he looks awesome. Right. And yeah. he's kind of funny because he's a little bit like, uh, Leighton Baines where mm-hmm. there's not much to look at, you know, <laughs> like Tierney <laughs> seems like he's beautiful. 
He's beautiful. Well, but he's got like a little, he just looks small. He's got kind of a little head, <laughs> you know, he looks, he looks really skinny um, and uh, not very tall, I, I don't think. And so. Yeah, it's just like, okay, Tyranny is yeah. going to be going up against either Ward or Klein um, on that side of the Crystal Palace defense. Either yeah. either matchup you favor Tyranny, especially with yeah. this this newfound gift of flight that he he has, right? So it's it, that's an easy if you can afford tyranny. I just think if 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 playing tyranny on a free hit is blocking you for, for from like a million from doing a thing that you want to do in your midfield or up front, yeah, I think that he's going to be the first place I would go to find more cash. Yeah, just because I, think, yeah. I, I I don't think mm-hmm. that. Again, like coming off of West Brom, who are wretched under Allardyce, you don't yeah. want to just be chasing these points that came in this crazy snow match against a terrible team. Uh, I, um, no, I, I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. You can you can over um, you can over a West Brom performance should be viewed in context. Like I. Right. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Although I, 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 don't, I think Lacazette has shown enough over the last few weeks that I think he's still. I yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting we discount the entire uh, performance that Arsenal had against West Brom. I, I think it was really accomplished. I think where I'm going with that is that's when you say, okay, to afford this move up front, I move Tierney to holding yeah. because I yeah. still rate Arsenal's chances to play a good defensive match against Palace. Yeah. It's not, not one of the untouchables, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, and then obviously there's nobody at Crystal Palace, right? <laughs> I don't think... Uh, well, okay, The here is the uh, wild card. Here's right. the wild card. So <laughs> Zaha was the source of much Twitter controversy this weekend. Uh-huh. He, he came out on his Twitter account and said, damn the haters, um, after his kind of odd performance against Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. And... He's fired up. He scored a great goal against uh, against Leicester the previous week. Palace played decently against Sheffield United, and and he's but he didn't get his goal. He's fired up, and I think, and he's often linked to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want to do something. So there is your sort of locked in headline goal for the free hit week know. is Zaha with Zaha trying too hard feels like a yellow card like kick out and frustration like waiting to happen you know he's he's too emotional Brandon he's he's like me you know it's like uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely too emotional to be a a a, a premier athlete and um yeah. I think this is why because weirdly I think we talked about this like on a recent podcast but like it's like Zaha just like I think like he worries other teams, right? Like just how like he's so passionate, but it doesn't feel like he can necessarily channel that, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I think KDB is plenty passionate too, but he doesn't explode. You know, I feel like Gazah is constantly like yelling at the refs and stuff like that. And, oh, he, he, he follow he fouled, um, Bogle and then <laughs> basically Bogle. punched Bogle in the face <laughs> because, because, uh, he got, he had the audacity to get fouled by Zaha. He's, he can be unhinged for sure. What a great name Bogle is, right? It's like, you can just know Chef United are doing poorly when, when the guy named Bogle has to play. It was, it was like, who was the guy that Burnley brought on, uh, who like, they like immediately conceded, um, like the second he came into the match, was it, um, it was Benson, 
right? When when <laughs> when players like, sure, like Benson I... and Bogle are out there, it's, it's not going well. It's <laughs> the worst buddy cop duo, Benson and Bogle. <laughs> I didn't cry. All right. So that's Game Week 18. We actually have another pod <laughs> to go uh, next next Sunday where we can – uh, talk about last minute decisions before the next Tuesday deadline. So I think we can, I think we can end it here. Um, and let's say thank you to everyone who, um, thank you to everyone for listening. And thank you to everyone who supports the podcast, especially our producer patrons. Brendan, do you want to quickly thank our producer patrons? Oh man, I love this part of the podcast, Josh. Yeah. Big thanks to Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Paul Hertzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Styles, and the Future Media Group FPL. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review to the Always Cheating Podcast if you haven't already. Follow us on all the social media channels where you get all that great social media content. Mm-hmm. But Josh, good, good and great, yes, it's yeah, it's varying quality. Sometimes it's good, <laughs> other times it's great. <laughs> If somebody, say, wanted to send us a really long note, maybe yeah. an email would Misses. do, where would they find yeah. us? Uh, hailcheaters at gmail.com. If they missed mm-hmm. anything you just said, they can just go to the website, alwayscheating.com, to learn more. And I will also give my thank you to all of our producer patrons and everyone who is a Patreon supporter of the podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back in midweek with the pod for the patrons. And... Uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, well, hopefully, you know, the, you get whatever you, whatever you, the person listening to this podcast, need out of tomorrow's match. Uh, and uh, I, I would love a Trent masterclass, Brandon. I want that Trent <laughs> away to Leicester match. You know, the one with like five assists and a goal sure. or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah probably not going to happen. But um, you never know. You never know. That's true. So, uh, but thank you for listening. And uh, hail cheaters, hail Poku. Poku in twenty twenty one. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.